Okay, July 17. Thank you, Heavenly Father God, for the reading of your word. Your promises are true forevermore. Thank you for bringing us your word, your eternal promise, Lord, and the benefits, Lord, of praising and worshiping you. We praise you and we thank you, Lord God, that we are called by your name, Lord. Give us ears to hear your word. Let us proclaim your word from the rooftops, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for cleansing us with the blood of Jesus Christ, forgiving us of our sins, and making us brand new creatures in Christ Jesus. Amen. All right, First Chronicles 24, verse 1 to 26, 11. This is how Aaron's descendants, the priests, were divided into groups for service. The sons of Aaron were Nadab, Abihu, Eleazar, and Itamar. But Nadab, and hang on, let me read the uh, today's study, First Chronicles. It gives you an overview. First okay. Chronicles 24, 7 to 18 says, 24 groups of priests served two-week shifts each year at the house of the Lord. The rest of the time they served in their hometown. The musicians were divided into 24 groups to match the 24 groups of priests. 1 Chronicles 25, 9-31 There were many ways to contribute to the worship uh, in the tabernacle. Some proclaimed God's message, 1 Chronicles 25, 1 some offered thanks and praise, 1 Chronicles 25.3, and others played instruments, 1 Chronicles 25.6-7. Serving in the temple was highly structured, but did not hinder the Spirit of God. Rather, it provided an orderly context for worship. Sometimes we feel that planning and structure are unspiritual activities that may hinder spontaneity in worship. Neither spontaneity nor structure guarantees that God's Spirit is present. God's Spirit may lead someone in an unexpected way, but even people who prophesy are in control of their spirits. For God is not a God of disorder, but of peace, as in all the meanings of God's holy people. 1 Chronicles 14, 32-33 Jesus told us, True, true worshipers, will worship the Father in spirit and truth, John 4, 23. Our worship should be continually open to where God leads and always informed by the truth God has given us. Amen. Amen. All right, now, First Chronicles 24. This is how Aaron's descendants, the priests, were divided into groups of service. The sons of Aaron were Nadab, Abihu, Eleazar, and Ithamar. But Nadab and Abihu died before their father, and they had no sons. So only Eleazar and Ithamar were left to carry on as priests. With the help of Sadak, who was a descendant of Eleazar, and of Ahimelech, who was a descendant of Ithamar, David divided Aaron's descendants into groups according to their various duties. Eleazar's descendants were divided into 16 groups and Ithamar's into 8, for there were more family leaders among the descendants of Eleazar. All tasks were assigned to the various groups by means of sacred lots so that no preference would be shown, for there were many qualified officials serving God in the sanctuary from among the descendants of both Eleazar and Ithamar. Shemaimah, son of Nitanel, 
a Levite, acted as secretary and wrote down the names and assignments in the presence of the king. The official Sadak, the priest, Ahimelech, son of Abiathar, and the family leaders of the priests and Levites, the, the descendants of Eleazar and Ithamar took turns casting lots. The first lot fell to Jehoiarib, the second lot fell to Jediah, the third lot fell to Harim, the fourth lot fell to Seorim, the fifth lot fell to Melchijah, the sixth lot fell to Mejamin, the seventh lot fell to Hakkos, the eighth lot fell to Abijah, the ninth lot fell to Jeshua, the tenth lot fell to Shekaniah, the eleventh lot fell to Eliashib, the twelfth lot fell to Jakim, the thirteenth lot fell to Hupa, the fourteenth lot fell to Jeshibiab, the fifteenth lot fell to Bilgah, the sixteenth lot fell to Emer, the seventeenth lot fell to Hesir, the eighteenth lot fell to Hapizias, the nineteenth lot fell to Petehaya, the twentieth lot fell to Jehezkel, the twenty-first lot fell to Jakin, the twenty-second lot fell to Gamu, the twenty-third lot fell to Deliah, the twenty-fourth lot fell to Messiah. Each group carried out its appointed duties in the house of the Lord according to the procedures established by their ancestors Aaron in obedience to the command of the Lord, the God of Israel. These were the other family leaders, descendants of Levites. From the descendants of Amram, the leaders were Shebuel. From the descendants of Shebuel, the leaders were Jeshdiah. From the descendants of Rehabiah, the leaders were Ishi, Ishaya. The descendants of Ishar, the leader was Shelomith. From the descendants of Shelomith, the leader was Jahath. From the descendants of Hebron, Jeriah was the leader. Amariah was second. Jehaziah was the third. And Jachmiam was fourth. From the descendants of Uziel, the leader was Micah, Micah. The descendants of Micah, the leader of Shamir, along with Ishaya, the brother of Micah. From the descendants of Ishiah, the leader was Zechariah. From the descendants of Merari, the leaders were Mahli and Mushi. From the descendants of Jesiah, the leader was Bino. From the descendants of Merari through Jesiah, the leaders were Bino, Shoham, Sakur, and Ibri. From the descendants of Mahli, the leader was Eleazar through the he had no sons. From the descendants of Kish, the leader was Jeremiel. From the descendants of Mushi, the leaders were Mahli, Eder, and Jeremoth. These were the descendants of Levi in their various families, like the descendants of Aram. They were assigned to their duties by means of sacred law, without regard to age or rank. Lots were drawn in the presence of the King David, Sadak, Ahimelech, and the family leaders of all the priests and the Levites. David and the army commanders then appointed men from the families of Asaph, Heman, and Judah to 
to proclaim God's message to the a company of lyre, harps, cymbals. Here is a list of their names and their work. From the sons of Asaph there were Sakur, Joseph, Netania, and Aserah. They worked under the direction of their father, Asaph, who proclaimed God's message by the king's orders. From the sons of Jedutun, there were Jedaliah, Serseri, Jehiah, Shemi, Hashbiabiah, Matitaya, six and all. They worked under the direction of their father, Jedutun, who proclaimed God's message to the accompany of the lyre, offering thanks and praise to the Lord. From the sons of Heman, there were Bukiah, <coughs> Mataniah, Uziel, Shubael, Jeremoth, Hananiah, Hanani, Eliaha, Gidalti, Romamti, Ezer, Jeshbokeasha, Melati, Hotir, and Mahasiat. All these were the sons of Heman, the, the king's seer. For God had honored him with fourteen sons and three daughters. All these men were under the direction of their father, and they made music at the house of the Lord. Their responsibilities including the playing of cymbals, harps, and lyrics at the house of God. Asaph, Jedutun, and Heman reported directly to the king. They and their families were all trained in making music before the Lord, and each of them, 288 in all, was an accomplished musician. The musicians were appointed to their term of service by means of sacred laws without regard to whether they were young or old, teacher or student. The first lot fell to Joseph of the Asaph clan and twelve of his sons and relatives. The second lot fell to Jedaliah, the twelfth of his sons and relatives. The third lot fell to Sakur and twelve of his sons and relatives. The fourth lot fell to Seri, the twelfth and twelve of his sons and relatives. The fifth lot fell to Netaniah and twelve of his sons and relatives. The sixth lot fell to Bukiah, the twelfth and twelve of his sons and relatives. The seven lot fell to Asirilah and twelve of his sons and relatives. The eight lot fell to Jeshiah and twelve of his sons and relatives. The ninth lot fell to Mataniah and twelve of his sons and relatives. The tenth lot fell to Shimei and twelve of his sons and relatives. The eleventh lot fell to Uziel and twelve of his sons and relatives. The twelve lot fell to Hashabiah and twelve of his sons and relatives. The thirteen lot fell to Shubael and twelve of his sons and relatives. The fourteenth lot fell to Matitiah and twelve of his sons and relatives. The fifteenth lot fell to Jeremoth and twelve of his sons and relatives. The sixteenth lot fell to Hananiah and twelve of his sons and relatives. The sixteenth lot fell to Jeshbekasha and twelve of his sons and relatives. The eighteenth lot fell to Hanani and twelve of his sons and relatives. The nineteenth lot fell to Malati and twelve of his sons and relatives. The twentieth lot fell to Eliatah and twelve of his sons and relatives. The twenty-first lot fell to Hotir 
and twelve of his sons and relatives. The twenty-second lot fell to Gaidalti and twelve of his sons and relatives. The twenty-third lot fell to Mahasaya and twelve of his sons and relatives. The twenty-fourth lot fell to Romam the Ezer and twelve of his sons and relatives. These are the divisions of the gatekeepers. From the Korahites, there were Meshelemiah, son of Kori, of the family of Abiasal. The sons of Mehelamiah were Zechariah, the eldest, Jediel, the second, Sebadiah, the third, Jetniel, the fourth, Eliam, the fifth, Jehonan, the sixth, and Eliohonel, the seventh. The sons of Obed-Edom, also gatekeepers, were Shemaiah, the oldest, Jehoshabad, the second, Joah, the third, Sakar the fourth, Nathaniel, the fifth, Amiel, the sixth, Ishakar, the seventh, Peluatel, the eighth. God had recently blessed Obed-Edom. Obed-Edom's sons were Shemaiah, had sons with great ability who earned positions of great authority in the clan. Their names were Otni, Raphael, Obed, Elsabad, their relatives Elihu and Semachiah were also very capable men. All of these descendants of Obed-Edom <coughs> included their sons and grandsons, 62 of them in all, were very capable men, were qualified for their work. Meshelemiah's 18 sons and relatives were also capable men. Josah, Josah, of the Merari clan appointed Shimri as the leader among his sons, though he was not the oldest. His other sons included Hilkiah the second, Tibaliah the third, Zechariah the fourth, Hosh sons and relatives who serve as gatekeepers, number thirteen in all. Wow. Congratulations. That was a tough chapter. Yeah. Okay, baby, you go. Okay, I'll read the Romans uh, study, today's study, Romans 4, 1 to 3. Um, it says that Paul, Paul uses Abraham as a good example of someone who, who was saved by faith. Abraham did not earn God's acceptance by being circumcised. God blessed Abraham long before the, the circumcision ceremony was introduced. Genesis 12, 1-3 recounts God's call to Abraham when he was 75 years old. Circumcision was, wasn't introduced until Abraham was 99. Genesis 17, 1-14 Abraham found favor with God by faith alone. When some people learn that God saves people through faith, they start to worry. Do I have enough faith? They wonder. Is my faith strong enough for, to save me? But these questions miss the point. It is Jesus Christ who saves us, and he is strong enough to save us too. He's strong enough to save us no matter how weak our faith is. Our focus should be in, on Christ and his power as Lord over all not on our own actions. Faith is the trust we put in Jesus believing in God. 
Like circumcision was for the Jewish people, ceremonies today can represent our faith in God. They are outward signs that demonstrate inner belief and trust. But without an inner trust, any outward sign is hollow and meaningless. Amen. Okay, we are on Romans chapter 4, verse 1 to 12. Abraham was humanly speaking the founder of our Jewish nation. What did he discover about being made right with God? If his good deeds had made him acceptable to God, he would have something to boast about. But that was not God's way. For the scriptures tell us Abraham believed God. God counted him as righteousness because of his faith. When people work, their wages are not a gift, but something they have earned. But people are counted as righteous, not because of their work, but because of their faith in God who forgives sins. David also spoke of this when he described the happiness of those who are declared righteous without working for it. Oh, what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven, whose sins are put out of sight. Yes, what a joy for those whose record the Lord has cleared of sin. Now, is this blessing only for the Jews, or is it for the uncircumcised Gentiles? Well, we have been saying that Abraham was counted as righteous by God, by God because of his faith, but how did, how did this happen? Was he counted righteous only after he was circumcised, or was it before he was circumcised? Clearly God accepted Abraham before he was circumcised. Circumcision was a sign that Abraham already had faith, and that God had already accepted him, and declared him to be righteous even before he was circumcised. So Abraham is the spiritual father of those who have faith but have not been circumcised. They are counted as righteous because of their faith. And Abraham is also the spiritual father of those who have been circumcised but only if they have the same kind of faith Abraham had before he was circumcised. Amen. Amen. Okay. Clear. Once again. I can't can't add anything here is that Abraham believed by faith he was righteous he believed as in a nutshell that's what this is all about amen um, go ahead keep reading yeah okay Psalm 13 verses 1 to 6 follow the path of this psalm with your heart allow it to move you from anguish to rejoicing Psalm 13, 1-6 O Lord, how long will you forget me? Forever? How long will you look the other way? How long must I struggle with anguish in my soul? With sorrow in my heart every day? How long will my enemy have the upper hand? Turn and answer me, O Lord my God. Restore the sparkle to my eyes, or I will die. Don't let my enemies gloat, saying, We have defeated him. Don't let them rejoice at my downfall. But I trust in your unfailing love. I will rejoice because you have rescued me. I will sing to the Lord because 
he is good to me. Amen. Proverbs 19:15-16. Lazy people sleep soundly, but idleness leaves them hungry. Keep the commandments and keep your life. Des despising them leads to death. Amen. Amen. Way to go. Way Beautiful. to go. Yeah. Must be the 